everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast. Today, I'm actually here to flip the script a little bit and do a episode on a topic I haven't talked about much before. And though the That Lux Life podcast talk about everything about living your luxurious luxurious lifestyle, which includes fashion, beauty, motherhood, um, travel, all that in between, and relationships and home, I haven't really talked much about home aspects. And I actually want to get into that, especially because if you haven't heard, if you haven't been following me on Instagram or following along on my blog, um, I am, well, not I am, my husband and I with our son, we are building a custom home. It is a huge thing for us. We have been saving up for it for years. We originally, when we first started thinking about moving out of our town home, is we decided to go, okay, you know what, let's look for a development or maybe a new build in a development, or maybe just buy a home that, you know, is less than five years old. And as we were kind of doing the searches, you know, visiting new construction developments, as well as, you know, looking at different homes, uh, we kind of just got into this aspect of, we didn't want to go into already built homes and do a lot of renovations. That's just not something I was interested in. I don't want to be like a, a never ending project. Um, and when we were going to the developments, there were just, you know, houses and the structures, they had too many, you know, contingencies. The HOA was either being weird or like there was a lot of customization you can, you can do. So we decided to just go the more detailed and rigorous route of building a custom home, which includes buying land, finding a builder, picking out every single detail and then building a home. So we are currently in that process and, you know, I'm going to be coming back. I'm be sharing it on my blog. So if you are not connected with me on my blog at Living Lush, follow along there. And then I'll also be sharing it, this, the journey along on my Instagram at Living Lush, as well as on my home focus Instagram channel that I just you know, started. So follow along on there. It is simply Lesh Living. Um, well, that'll have more in-depth insight onto what's going on with the build um, as we are moving further and further. Um, but I want to start off by just saying, you know, that this is a process that if you're looking into it, make sure that you're going into it with this aspect of I'm going to be in it. I want to make all these decisions. I, I know it's not going to be on my timeline that there are different factors. Like I give everyone this aspect of they're like, you know what, we're thinking about creating or, you know, building a custom home. What's your experience with it? And I've, I'm like, we're not even, you know, halfway through. We're like still kind of at the beginning, even though we've been doing this for a while and I'll explain more of that in a minute, but, um, it takes patience, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of time. And in some cases, depending on where you live, it can be more, um, you know, it can be less costly, I guess to say that way more, you know, cost saving than going into a development where there's an HOA and there are just, you know, prices that you have fixed. Um, but it is also something where you go in with a certain price and then things start adding up. So it may also be more costly later on. It's kind of one of those things where at least when you do a construction build, 
um, on a development, they kind of have these fixed prices and they stay within those prices. There's not much deviation um, because there's not extra elements that pop up. Whereas with a custom home, you know, something happens on your land or it costs a little extra money, you got to pay the difference. Um, you go into your mortgage and it's a fixed price. And if it goes out of the mortgage or it's out of the boundaries, there's things you have to pay. If they have to hire some, a specialist to come in and do things, you're paying an invoice. So it can add up. But on this episode, I want to talk to you all about, you know, one aspect of buying land as well as, you know, the permit process. And I'm going to be sharing, you know, these aspects of how it went about in our state, in our township. Um, and it can be something that's very similar with other states, other townships, other areas. Um, but of course, there's going to be deviations. Every township, every state has different rules, regulations. And depending on if you're going with the builder or you're doing the building yourself, you know, it can, it can change. Everything can change. Everything has different variables. Um, but I want to share our experience as well as the tips. And just so you can kind of hear what we're going through, especially if you're thinking about doing your own custom home and how that can work. So again, we decided to do the custom home build because I was very specific into the things that I wanted in the house. Um, my husband's just like, this is going to be the house that you want that you're building. He's like, I, of course, I'm going to live there. It's going to be our home. I want a little bit of say, but he's like, you know what? I want to make you happy. Um, love him for it. So, you know, we went the custom home route. We decided to save up. Um, and I will say, you know, being completely transparent, we are building a, you know, looking at it, our loan amount is over five, uh, over a half a million. It's 500 and something thousand is our loan amount. Um, well, not, not our loan amount. Our loan amount's around 400 something. So a little under half a mil, but the house total value is over half a million. Um, and even with the extra prices on, we're looking closer to $600,000. So we actually took out a loan for around 450 and we actually put down a down payment of around 140,000. And that was just upon saving. Um, you know, I've been saving up for the house since probably we graduated college. We got into our apartment and we kind of lived very below our means. Um, we were able to save and I will, I will completely say, you know, before I was thinking like, oh, you must have had your parents helping you. You had family that put in money. You must come from a rich family, come from a middle-class family um, who have worked, you know, um, I graduated from college with a teaching degree. I started my, my career as a teacher and as an influencer. Um, so I've worked very hard. I had to pay um, for, I didn't pay for tuition in college. Um, I actually got an academic scholarship because I worked my butt off in, in um, high school. And then for graduate school, I actually didn't have to pay tuition then either. Um, because I ended up getting a graduate assistantship and worked while I was also working for the, the school to help, you know, offset any fees and things that I needed. So the one main thing that I paid for when I was in college was, um, basically room and board. So I did end up having loans. I still have loans that I'm paying off. Um, but I don't want to go too far into my saving aspects. I want to go into this buying the land in all of those details. So as you begin the process of looking for land, one thing you really have to take into account is where you want your land to be. So what I always recommend for people is before you start searching for land, one, if you are not doing the construction part of it yourself and you're planning on hire a builder, find your builder first. Why do I say this is because one, your builder can help you find land based off of what you're looking for. So I didn't say before you find your builder, 
consider the house that you want, what the size is, you know, how many bedrooms, the details, you know, how you want it to sit. Think about the district. If you're, you know, building it and you have children, what district you want to be, one area, how far away from your job you want to be, you know, consider all of those elements that you would whenever you're looking for a home which you should, especially if you are someone who is probably selling your home or you know been buying a home and you have a um, realtor, you probably have gone over, considered all of these aspects and began doing that thinking process. So have all that information with you, where you're going to go, and also consider the price point you wanna be in. A lot of builders, when you go talk to them, will have certain houses and blueprints and bases within certain, um, price plans, but then we'll also be able to explain to you, you know, how much to consider and factor in for land work, as well as how much to consider and factor in for upgrades. Um, and then sometimes most likely be able to give you like estimates on what upgrades cost and, you know, what those prices are going to look like. So you can kind of say, you know what, I have a whole budget of this amount. Is this an avenue I can even explore as you're finding a builder? Then once you find your builder, the person that you want to go with, um, you know, go in with them, talk to them, pick out a plan, especially because you'll need to determine the dimensions of the house that you want, because you don't want to go and find a piece of land and it doesn't fit how you ha want your house to, to sit. It won't give you a backyard. Like it won't give you the things that you want. So having a builder beforehand not only helps you when searching for land, it helps you with, you know, budgeting for aspects and they'll be there and available for you for when you start your land search. So the reason why you want them for your land search is that whenever you are searching for land, um, you know, you're searching on these, these programs, Realtor, um, Zillow, or if your Realtor has, you know, certain, certain things like the MLS system comes up, that's what they're usually called. Um, they will, you know, go through all of those aspects on the listing. But then when you're like, you know what, I want to go out and look at the land your builder can coordinate with you and depending on who your builder is. So ours did where our builder came and walked the lot with us basically on this lot walk, which is literally just standing in the middle of the land. It's not anything where you're like doing anything special. There's no equipment that's brought, like there's nothing happening. Cause obviously you can't do on anything on the land cause the land's not yours. But what happens is they walk the lot with you and look for certain things. They'll look at the amount of trees on the lot. They'll look at, okay, well, this is the house you want. This is how the possibilities it could fit. Um, they'll look to see, they'll, they'll do research into if there is a public sewer line and where it sits. Cause even though on the, the system, it'll share, you know, public sewer or gas lines, they'll be able to look deeper into where it sits because they'll give you an estimate of, well, it's down there. You're going to pay a little extra to bring it up here. Um, you know, this is on the trees. There's this, you know, land thing over here. Here's what the stormwater may look like. You'll need stormwater. You won't need stormwater. There's a bunch of things that go into land um, work that you don't even realize until you talk to a builder, including, like I said, stormwater, trees. If there's a conservation ordinance about the township, we'll get into it with permits. Um, you know, the, the, the tap-ins for the, where the lines sit for, you know, gas, if you're doing natural gas for any of your appliances, so if you kind of think about that of, are you doing all electric, you know, where is the public sewer or, you know, you know, that line, are you going with public sewer? Are you going to do a well? Where can they put in the well? There are all these aspects and it comes into those final price. So they'll start being able to do some research with you. They'll look at the lot. They'll walk it with you, say whether this is a lot that'll fit your house and then they'll go home, do some back end and be able able to mock up some pricing on what the lot work will be. 
So getting that pricing with the lot work will be, we'll say, okay, well, you know, the lot land costs 80 grand, the worth for us. Well, the lot costs 80 grand, but the lot work costs 75 grand. So though you think you're budgeting $80,000 for land, you now are budgeting close to 150 for land, 150, 160 for land. Now it's just, you know, doubled basically in the price that you're just now paying for the land versus the land work. Now that does go into your construction cost, but remember that, you know, maybe your base plan for your house may be 200,000. Now you're paying 80,000 for the land and another 75,000 for land work. So now you're already up there with, it's limiting the amount for your upgrades. So if you're looking for a lot of land with a lot of up or a house with a lot of upgrades, or you want to expand things, you have to consider all those aspects in depending on what your base model is. Cause I've been considering, you know, if you want to finish basement, that's an upgrade. Um, some builders don't include paint packages, paint packages for us cost like $11,000. So we decided, oh, you can paint it for yourself, but now you have to go buy the paint and you have to do all the legwork, which can be a lot of work versus just hiring somebody else to do it. Um, you know, getting certain, you know, driveways extended, getting certain lights, um, you know, all of those things, those different aspects are upgrades. So it kind of limits you what you can and can't do if your lot price or your land price starts becoming a lot more. So going along with the land, say you finally got to the point and you've purchased land like we did. We found a piece of land for 80,000, lot work, like I just kind of said in the example was 75,000. It was fitting within our pricing structure. We kind of had built everything out and we said, okay, now let's go into the next steps of, you know, purchasing the land. And then before we can build, we have to get permits. Most builders will help you with the permit process. But the one thing you have to really know about permits is it's tedious. It can take a while and you have to know things about the township. So when the permits are basically for those who don't know, are basically these papers that need you need permission to to build on that land and what the builders have to do in order to even file permits is they have to do a blueprint of your land structure where your house is going to sit on the land what trees are going to be cut down what where certain rocks are going to be dug up where they're going to put in the tap in where they're going to put in pipes like they have to literally show exactly where everything on that lot is going to be include like i said the pipes um, where the backyard's going to be, how far away it is going to be from the road. If we're going to put in where the mailbox is going to be, where the um, driveway is going to connect because you actually need to get a driveway permit. Like there are permits for a lot of things. And depending on your township, you may have an ordinance. So for example, for our township, there was a conservation ordinance that basically said trees that had a certain height that were not dead had to be kept or you had to replant them. So our builders had to actually have an engineer who went and had to look at all of the trees to see here's the ones that definitely need to be cut down because of this is where the house is going to sit. This is the trees that the, the owners, us, want cut down so we don't have anything blocking. And here's the ones we're going to keep. Um, and then you have to get all that factored in and you have to lay that out. You have to lay out how the stormwater is going to work, how the landfill is going to work. They have to detail where they're going to put the dirt that they're digging up. Cause obviously when they're building a house, dirt is coming out. Where are you gonna put the dirt? Where's it gonna move? How are you gonna put the grass back? They have to detail every single thing. And then once they've detailed that in their plans in these write-ups they have with their engineer, they send to the township, sent to their engineer who has to review it with their board. There's so much review and our time was three weeks because there were certain ordinances we had to meet with. There were certain conservation that we actually ended up surpassing and staying within, but you have to go through all that. And then if there's one thing wrong, they have to revise it and resubmit it. 
Like there are so many things. You have to do drip lines, I learned about. So drip lines are basically how the water falls off of any trees that are going to be left there, which basically adds water back into the land. Like it basically, it's so many things. So when you're going through this permit process, be aware that there are fees for permits and builders usually will just do all the work for the permits, but typically permits are not in your loan price. They are an extra fee because they're unknown fees. So you may have to pay the permit application fee and then pay for the permit. So we had to pay for the permit application fee. We had to pay for an escrow. So basically any work where they had to outsource it because typically townships don't have their own engineers. They don't have the people who need to actually review these things. So they have to put an escrow account for anything work that needs to be done to go look at things, to review things, to pay these contractors. And then once, you know, the permits are going through. So if you're doing public sewer, you have to pay a tap-in fee. Our tap-in fee, which actually was shared with us by our realtor was a cheaper tap-in fee. Basically you're tapping into the public sewer and public water. For water, for us to get access to the public water, we had to pay $11,000. To get access to the sewer, which is a completely different thing, to tap into that was another $7,000. So now just for water and sewer, we had to pay close to $20,000. And then the escrows and the fees each of them, because there were about four to five permits, were around, ranged from around $200 to $1,200. And then when the, the, app, the, the permits were done, the permits now cost based off of your, you know, size of your lot and what's going to be done. They have to do the square footage afterwards can range from anywhere from like $1,000 to $2,000 to $5,000, depending on your lot. So now you're actually, you're paying. So at the end of the day, you know, your permits tap in. Now that's an extra amount of money that's separate from the loan you took out. That's separate from the land work. That's separate from the land you just bought. You now have factored in probably another 20 to $30,000. So building a custom home can add up. So be aware of that. When you're going into permits, check into ordinances. You know, you may have found a perfect piece of land, but maybe you didn't find, like that township is just too difficult and you're not gonna be able to build a house you want in that land. So make sure you're checking that. It's a major, major tip. Um, so again, if you're looking for more information on building land, following along with our journey, make sure to follow me on Living Lesh. On my Instagram, following on my blog, I'll be sharing that. You know, check back in for more episodes on the podcast about this. I'll be sharing that. I'll also be sharing um, videos behind the scenes of what we're doing, processes, picking things out on my YouTube channel for mini vlogs and shorts. Um, and then I'll also be sharing it on my Instagram, um, Simply Lush Living. And of course, after the house, uh, the house is built, I'll be doing like home decor stuff, room reveals, everything on there about home right on that profile so make sure to follow along there and of course as you're listening make sure to leave a review on the that lux life podcast it helps me to bring in more and more guests the better i do the more the greater i can bring you next thing you know i have charlise theron on here who is coming to talk about her experience of just being amazing um but it's up to you all the the ratings you all give me the reviews you all give me help me rank which help me bring on more amazing guests so make sure to subscribe follow along leave me a review and stay tuned for more episodes of that lux life where i am dropping them every thursday morning um, on topics such as fashion beauty home relationships motherhood travel all that in between about living your lux life so again subscribe leave a review stay tuned and if you or like, you know what? I want more. Go back and listen to another episode and I will catch you next time. Bye.